Sup, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm Jack Vita. I'm your host. Really fun edition and series beginning today. I've got Jordan Morandini with me right now, and we are beginning our Jack. We're going to call it Jack and Jordan's NFL preview. <laughs> How's that sound to you, Jordan? That'll work. J&J. <laughs> yeah, J&J. We do a lot of these preview shows together. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I'm really happy the NFL starting. I can only take so much more Phillies, Jack. I can only take so much more <laughs> as the season has gone on. I'm ready for the NFL. I'm not, and this is why I need you here, Jordan, because I'm someone that does not follow the, all the OTA stuff and all the off-season stuff. I just basically show up when football is being played, and uh, you know we're about three weeks out as we record this today. It's August 18th. It's a Sunday, 2019. So I'm going to need some help here because I know you are very excited for this. Yeah, I can't wait. And I mean, in terms of leagues, you know, they always say the NBA off-season is probably the most fun to follow. The NFL off-season you kind of don't want your team in the news because a majority of the news that comes out in the NFL offseason check is injuries. Uh, Very true. And we already, yeah, we've already seen a lot of that. So, yeah, I'll do my best to try and keep you up to date with anything that's happened. <laughs> I can only follow so much as well with so much, so much baseball going on, but <laughs> yeah. I'll do my best. Yeah, and to be clear... I am excited for football, but my excitement level doesn't ratchet. It's around, you know, a four or five. And then once you get to that, once you get to college football season, that first week, and now football, real football games are being played, then it goes up to a nine or 10 and I'm, I'm all in. I'm ready for it. You're not a fan of watching the third string quarterbacks in the preseason games? <laughs> well, you know, I watched maybe 10 minutes of the NFL draft this year. I'm not a big draft guy, so I don't really follow those fifth and sixth round guys and see if they're going to make the team. Uh, I'm the complete opposite. I'll follow those fifth and sixth and act like I watched every single down those guys played in <laughs> college heading into the season. All right. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm going to explain real quick before we dive into it. Today we're doing our first part. It will be the AFC East and the NFC East. And we're going to do two divisions per episode. And in each episode, we're going to have a special guest joining us to help break down that division. And we have a great guest joining us today. Jordan, what can you say about this guest? A phenomenal intramural athlete. Uh, <laughs> a Vegas all-star. Oh, no. <laughs> and a veteran uh, Buffalo Bills fan, Chase Beebe. Hello, all. There we go. Yeah. Welcome, Chase. Did I just hop in in front of Vita's uh, no, introduction? No, no. Sorry about that. No, Chase, I didn't know if you knew that's what you were supposed to do. So yeah. I yeah, wanted so you to. So this is my first podcast, so I'm very new to this. But um, <laughs> I appreciate Vita. I appreciate you having me. And Jordan for being allowed to be part of this uh, preseason outlook, I guess you can call it. But I'm super excited to talk the Bills football, obviously. Um, but on, nonetheless, I'm excited for the season to start. I mean, huge NFL fan, huge football guy. So I'm excited to be a part of this. And a proud so, member of Bills Mafia, is that correct? Yes, nobody circles the wagons like the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> Chase, would you say my introduction there was accurate? Ah, uh, yes, you know, I uh, intramural all-star, um, geez, yeah, Vegas, yeah, big-time Vegas guy, never been, but if I do, um, you know, 
the money's going up. But uh, I like to take risks, <laughs> and I'm a big believer that uh, risks pay off. So you gotta you gotta trust the process. Very good. So Chase, let's get started on the AFC East, your division, and let's get you started on the Buffalo Bills. What's your outlook for the team going in this season? All right. So. Super exciting. I mean, offseason, a ton of moves made. I mean, we totally revamped our entire receiving core. I mean, we added Cole Beasley. I mean, a guy who's going to get 10 to 15 receptions a game, in my opinion. Um, preseason, him and Allen have a great connection happening already. We added John Brown, big-time, fast receiver off the uh, off the edge. We don't have the tallest receiving core. Uh, I think our average height is around 5'11", 6'. <laughs> no guy over 6'2", so that could be an issue. But, I mean, to be honest, you don't, you don't need those big guys. I mean, I'm excited to see what they can bring. Our running back depth is insane. I mean, we have LaShawn McCoy, who, I mean, you can't count the guy out. Yes, he's old. Yes, he had uh, a rough season last year, but he's Shady McCoy. I mean, he puts up numbers. He's shifty. If he's feeling it, if we get going in the run game, I mean, he's he's someone that can impact the game at any time. We have Frank Gore we signed in the offseason. We have TJ Yeldon we signed in the offseason. I mean, it, our depth on offense is crazy. We have, I think, three or four tight ends on the um, on our depth chart. We, um, we picked up Dawson Knox in the draft from Ole Miss, a guy who has a incredibly high season. He's a super athletic tight end, and I'm excited to see what he can do. So my prediction, um, just throwing it out there for the Buffalo Bills, is a 10 and six season. Woo! <laughs> right off the get go. <laughs> All right, good old Buffalo Bills. Um, I must say, I do like a lot of what they did this off season. Um, quietly, and Chase touched on it a little bit. Quietly, they had a really good defense last season. Uh, in terms of yards overall, they gave up the second least yards of any team. Um, and when you look at that 6-10 and 10 record, you probably wouldn't expect that. Um, but I like a lot of what they did in this offseason, specifically because I think they attacked a lot of what was their issue a year ago. And that's they really didn't give Josh Allen any legitimate targets. Um, I think what, what Kelvin Benjamin was one of his main targets last year. Yeah, and, he was uh, yeah and, and he's been a bust ever since Carolina picked him. Um, I love the Cole Beasley signing. I think that's a great signing for the slot. You can already see a little bit of that chemistry happening in the preseason. A couple, uh, They've had a couple connections throughout the preseason, but I just think he fits that offense really well. It's always nice to have a slot guy uh, who has dependable hands. And the John Brown signing to me is also a very good signing because one, I, I think Josh Allen's biggest strength is his arm strength, is the ability to really throw the ball downfield well, um, apart from, I would say, his legs. And John Brown is that type of guy. He's kind of the big, the big play type receiver. They signed him to a three-year, $27 million deal. Um, so I think with those two, t- those two signings, I think they really did a nice job filling out the receiving core. Um, and the best thing you can do for a young quarterback is give him weapons. And that's what they did with those two signings. In terms of their backfield, I also like the Frank Gore signing. He's old, he's, but he's reliable. Um, and if you do run into the Shady McCoy injury issue, which we've seen kind of uh, throughout the past couple seasons, when he's on the field, he's effective. Um, but he has had some injury issues. I do like Frank Gore as a backup. Uh, Chase, TJ, they did sign, sign TJ Yeldon. He's low on the running back depth chart. Though, yeah, so we did pick up um, a rookie, uh, Devin Singletary, who's looked good in the preseason. I think he's third. I think TJ Yeldon's fourth. But, I mean, TJ Yeldon has proven to be good in the passing game. He's proven... 
have some effectiveness um, while he was with your team, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I mean, he does, he does add depth. Having TJ Yeldon at, at your fourth RB spot, I mean, that's that's not too shabby. Yeah, I think as long as he makes the team, I think he can be a threat for them as well. Um, and like I mentioned, I think Josh Allen heading into this season and what we saw a lot last season, he's so good with his legs. That's where he can be so effective. Um, he doesn't look like the type of guy who would be really good with his legs, but he truly is. Uh, he had to be towards the top in ter- terms of quarterback rushing yards a year ago. Um, so, Jack, I like a lot of what they've done this offseason. I think they did a nice job helping out Josh Allen. Um, and I think from their 6-10 and 10 record a year ago, I think there's no doubt they'll improve at least a game or two. Um, and a lot of it may depend on, one, Josh Allen's improvement into year two, and two, if that defense can be as good as it was a year ago. I want to talk about Josh Allen in a second, but first, the best Buffalo Bills offseason move, would you guys say, not trading for Antonio Brown? <laughs> <laughs> so when that whole uh, that whole debacle happened, um, to be honest, I got excited for a second, just, wow, we have a superstar on our team. Yeah. Then, after seeing everything going on, I mean, Antonio Brown last week reportedly wouldn't play unless he could use an old helmet of his. He is just a guy I do not want on my franchise. Yes, he's unbelievably talented, but two, something can go wrong, and it won't even be in the team's control, and he will, boom, he'll step out of the... He'll just get in his head, and he could sit out five games just because. Yeah. Um, he's a guy you can't rely on. You can't spend all your money on, on him. You can't put all the eggs into one basket. I love our offseason. Um, another thing I'd like to touch on is our offensive line. Yes, definitely, I was just about to ask you about that. Definitely struggled last year. Um, yeah, Eric Wood retired in the middle yeah. of like training <laughs> camp, right? And they had a lot he of did. injuries. What happened? Um, injuries were, the, I mean, plagued our offensive line last year. We didn't have the best offensive line, to be honest. It was kind of pieced together. And it will be pieced together again this year. We did pick up a bunch. We picked up um, Mitch Morse, who's a veteran center. Unfortunately, he did suffer a concussion this summer, so he is currently injured. We have our starting center and backup center are both injured right now. Two of our tackles are injured. So we, we again, seem to be plagued by offensive line injuries, but I think we do have the right pieces when they become healthy that we can see a better, an average at least offensive line. Hopefully they can come together to be better than average. Um, like Jordan touched on, I think our defensive line um, improved. Our defensive backs I think are already phenomenal. I think that our back seven from linebackers back are great, and I don't want to change anything. Maybe add another corner, um, but I'm happy with our coverage guys. We added, we picked up Ed Oliver in the first round, who's an unbelievable rush guy who's shown dominance in the preseason. So, super excited for that. Another thing I want to touch on is Josh Allen's accuracy issues, which supposedly accuracy issues. A lot of guys are like, can Josh Allen get his get his game together? Can he hit targets? Can he hit these new guys? In the pre- I know it's preseason, but in the preseason, he's thrown, I think, 71% completion rate um, in two, two like starting drives. Um, I mean, the guy has looked phenomenal. And given the offensive line is hurt, it helps that our quarterback can run the football. And it, I think to counter a bad offensive line, if you have a quarterback that can throw and run the ball... It, it helps um, take a lot off of that and offensive line. So I'm super excited. I think he's only been sacked once or twice this preseason. Um, so I'm just excited to see what the, the second-year QB can do because I have huge expectations for him. And I know you want to touch on him a little bit more. Yeah, I'm going to share something, and I'll turn it over to Jordan uh, for a second on Josh Allen. 
I like Josh Allen. He took a beating last year on social media. I know <laughs> he was one of the guys. There's some of those quarterbacks who you hear people talk about the Bortles and Josh Allen's name got thrown in there. Did you guys see that at all last year? That's never a good, uh, <laughs> never a good person to be compared to. Yeah, I, I mean, but he did perform well compared to the other rookie quarterback. I see, I yeah, I thought he played well. Uh, it's. I want to take note that last year, and Chase, you would remember this. The Bills went six and ten. Five of their wins came when Josh Allen was starting, and the other one came when Matt Barkley started one. I think is that right? Yep, Matt Barkley. Yep, is Matt Barkley. Yeah, is he going to be their backup this year? Yeah, so he is definitely the number two guy, uh, and he has, I mean, I think I he's Matt thrown Barkley. for like 80% this preseason. He has looked phenomenal in the preseason, and a lot of people are speculating, oh, will they give Barkley the chance? There's no way. They're going to start <laughs> yeah, Allen. Sure. Allen's their guy. But if something does happen, I'm not upset when Mar- Matt Barkley start, steps in the game. It's not like having Nathan Peterman come in, <laughs> and, you know, you got to put all your trust in Nathan Peterman. And he throws five interceptions. Uh, I'm happy with Matt Barkley being the number two guy. Yeah. I like Josh Allen. I think that there's a lot of untapped potential there. Really good things can happen when you protect your quarterback. And if they're able to protect them better. I mean, I earned a lot of respect for him. Just how gritty he was playing tough against some of those D lines that would just roam right through their, uh, you know, their front, <laughs> their front line. And he, actually was a pretty good fantasy performer too yeah he was i mean he's a guy who's gonna put up numbers on the ground and he's gonna put up numbers in the air um he i'm he did have accuracy issues last year but he was a rookie quarterback with a bad offensive line yeah Um, and very few weapons as you mentioned yes yes yes. um and injured LaShawn mccoy i mean they didn't establish a run game which is a buffalo bills trademark you know we (laughs) like to run the football yeah so i think this year with the depth at running back um this is second year. He's probably learned a, a ton from the young coach, Sean McDermott. I mean, I'm excited for Sean McDermott. He's a defensive-minded guy, but, I mean, he's, I mean, the first year he, he got us a wild-card spot. So, I mean, we did digress last year, but a lot of injuries, bad offensive line. I think this year it's, it's looking promising. Again, I predicted 10-6. and six. That is a promise. I mean, that's a, a high hope, but I think that's, their, that's a, a reasonable ceiling that they can reach um, in this division. Jordan, I want to hear your thoughts on Josh Allen. Yeah, I think in terms of what were there, five rookie quarterbacks in that draft, I think taken in the first round, I think apart from Baker Mayfield, you can make the case that Josh Allen was the second best in terms of production out of that rookie season. Um, and, of course, Sam Darnold was taken ahead of him. I do like Josh Allen a lot. I think he has a great arm. Um The accuracy issues are a little bit alarming, I think, from the first season. But, again, I don't like to take too much stock in something like that when the receiving core looks the way it did for him a year ago. Um, I think we'll get a much better idea of how accurate Josh Allen can really be with the football when he's got guys like Cole Beasley to throw to. Um, I think that helps a lot. Um, In terms of my thoughts on him overall as a quarterback, I – He's a tough one to judge, honestly, because I do think in terms of with his legs, he's one of the most effective in the league. Now, the question is, and we've seen this a lot, you know, how long can quarterbacks be effective when they run the football as frequently as they do? Josh Allen, I think, ran for over 600 yards a year ago. Um, And we see a lot of times, you know, those are the type of guys who run into a lot of injury issues. Um, 
you know, with the Michael Vicks of the world, the Cam Newton's had a lot of injury issues. Um, you know, how many hits can Josh Allen take? So that's going to be one of the, the things that is going to be important in his growth, I would say, as well, um, is being smart when he decides to run to really avoid taking those big hits because those are the hits that can end up putting quarterbacks in trouble. I definitely agree that it is scary having your quarterback take on a linebacker. Um, <laughs> but he is shown unbelievable athleticism. And, uh, I mean, heck, if he could be the quarterback, Cam Newton is, I'll, I'll take that. You know? <laughs> yeah. but, he, but compared to Michael Vick, I mean, this Josh Allen is built. I mean, he's built to put his position how he does. He's 6'5". I think he's 240 pounds. He, I mean, I'm not going to say he could take a beating, but it, he, he took a beating last year, and, uh, and he seems to be coming back pretty strong this year. So I, I, I like the fact that he's a little, as Vita said, gritty in the run game. I mean, that's, a, that's something that we need from a young quarterback that we expect to be our leader i mean someone who's not afraid to if he needs to pick up that extra three yards to dive out or, or <laughs> jump over a player as we've seen last year um but i mean he's just he's got a big frame and yes injuries may happen and they happen all the time but i i hope he can live up to cam newton or <laughs> or <laughs> to a caliber of that but we'll yeah. see yeah, and I think uh, in terms of size, I think that's a good point, Chase. He definitely fits the look a lot more of somebody who can take a lot more hits than, say, a Marcus Mariota or um, you know those, those running quarterbacks. The Lamar Jackson's another good uh, a good comparison there in terms of you know those guys who are going to look to run a lot. Josh Allen definitely does have the body fit to be able to take more hits than those guys. So yeah, I think it's it's going to be really interesting. It's just always the thought that. It's you're always yeah. going to be holding your breath as Josh Allen is running and potentially taking a big hit from a yeah, linebacker. Yeah. So it's going to be really important. And I think that's something young quarterbacks figure out as they go too. you know, when can I take this hit? When do I need to slide? Um, you know, that'll be something that he continues to figure out as his career goes on. Well, Jordan Chase has the Buffalo Bills at 10 and six. <laughs> Their over under win total is seven and a half. Uh, from their six wins last year. So the Vegas seems to think they're improving at least slightly. Where, what do you think? Over, under seven and a half? I think seven and a half is a good number. I have them probably at eight and eight. I think seven and nine, eight and eight. I think they improved from a year ago. Um, I'm just, I'm skeptical in regards to their defense. Their defense really did play really well last year. Um, I'm skeptical as to if they can repeat that performance and, you know, how much better can Josh Allen be from year one to year two? I think that's going to be the big jump. Can they win nine games if Josh Allen makes a good big jump? Yeah, I think they can. Um, another key will be division games. Uh, they're going to need to take take one from the Pats. And then those games against the Jets and Dolphins, those are going to be really crucial games to determine where they end up yeah. um, in terms of their win total. I would also agree. I would have them around eight and eight as well. I think they're heading in the right direction. I think Chase's ten and six uh, prediction is not too crazy, though. I think the this was a playoff team just two years ago. Their defense has been good for a couple years, and after they made the playoffs, they decided to blow it up and get a new quarterback. So I think it, I think they're very interesting, and they'll be a fun team to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a fun roster for sure. Um, and I think really another key thing that we haven't touched on too much, the health of LaShawn McCoy throughout this year will be really, really um, crucial. I know he's probably towards the end, uh, towards on his last leg, but if he's able to stay healthy, he's such a versatile piece too in the pass game 
that can potentially be a big key for them and be a big weapon for Josh Allen. So LaShawn McCoy's health could really be crucial in terms of their end season win total as well. Chase, I'll let you get your final thoughts and rebuttals here, <laughs> and then we're going to have to move on. All right, so no no rebuttals. Um, I think, I mean, heck, I'll take 8-8 eight and eight is a, a very reasonable prediction. Um, I, I, my 10-6 is a hopeful 10-6, but it's something, it's, it's manageable, I think. Um, so we open up our season with three very winnable games and a fourth crucial game. So just to start off, we play division rival Jets at in New York. I think this is a huge game for us, uh, a statement pretty much. I mean, we have to win that game. I think for my 10 and 6 to come true, we have to win that game. Um, I think the Jets have a bunch of talent on offense, and they have a good defense as well. Their offensive line is ferocious, though, um, and I think our defense will take advantage of that. So I think we'll win that game. We have the Giants. I mean, the, the Giants, who we'll talk about later, but let's just say... Saquon, the Saquon Barkley's. That's who we're playing week two. Um, we should come out with a win. And that's that's another game. It's in, in at Giants Stadium, but it's not far from home. I mean, we'll, we'll show up to that game as well. That's another big game. We could start 2-0. Then we go to Cincy, who, I mean, they don't have A.J. Brown. They are struggling. Their defense is ferocious. Their offensive line is bad. They, I mean, we, I'm counting that as a win now. I mean, it's, it's at home, our first home game. That I'm hoping to start the season 3-0 going at home to the Patriots. 3-0 having the Patriots come to us. Old man Brady, no Gronkowski. I mean, <laughs> if we start the season 4-0 coming off a Patriots win like, as well. That feel like 2011. They yeah, did that. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a good start, but that was a sad finish. We do have a tough <laughs> ending to our schedule, I'm not going to lie. But, I mean, the first four, even five. I mean, look, I'm looking at our schedule, and the first half of our schedule is very manageable minus that Patriots game, which is at home. So I'm thinking if we get off to a hot start, we might be able to ride that to a 10 and six to a playoff spot. And who knows what could happen in the playoffs. All right. Well, let's move on to some of these other teams in the division. Let's talk about the jets next. We'll leave the Patriots for last. Jordan, what's your read on the jets going into the 2019 season? Ah, the good old jets. They're very interesting. Jack heading into this year. Um, one, because they're coming off a 4-12 and season. And two, because it, it they didn't, but it almost feels like they're going all in with some of these offensive moves yeah. or some of these moves they made in the offseason. Um, it's not just it's not necessarily the moves you would expect a 4-12 and team to make. Um, but heading into this year, I do like the outlook on them a lot more this year than I did last year. Um, Sam Darnold played a lot of games last year, very mediocre rookie season, but again, he was another one who really didn't have great weapons to deal with in his rookie season. Um, so what do they do? They go out and get Le'Veon Bell, who is, as we know, is one of the more dynamic playmakers in football. Um, now he is a year removed from football, so it'll be really interesting to see this year. Um, you know, one, can he stay healthy Two, how in shape is he three? Um, has he lost a step from taking a year off of the game? Um, but I do think if you're going to try and help a, a young quarterback out like Sam Darnold, who struggled a little bit in his uh, first year, the best way to do it is go out and get a stud running back who can not only make plays with his legs, but make plays in the air as well. Um, so I really like that move. Two, um, Jack, they went out and got a bunch of defensive guys who – could or at least one big defensive guy who could potentially be a big time playmaker for them. Um, CJ Mosley, who was a linebacker, they signed him to a five year, $85 million deal. Is he the, he's from Baltimore, right, Jack? 
Yes, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. C.J. Mosley, so he's a big-time playmaker. Now, uh, I've been paying attention to the offseason news, and they just lost their start, one of their starting inside linebackers, Avery Williamson, who I guess is their play caller defensively, to a torn ACL. So that's a monster loss. Yeah. Um, but overall, I think this team has had a pretty decent offseason. Um, and again, Sam Darnold's a lot like Josh Allen is where, you know, in terms of Buffalo, it's, you know, if Josh Allen can take this step, they can get to you know a couple more wins. I think the same goes for the Jets. The most important thing for the Jets this year is going to be the improvement of Sam Darnold and him to continue to get better. One guy I do really like for them is Robbie Anderson. I think he's a potential yeah. like stud stud receiver. He's shown breakout um, potential kind of throughout the last couple of years. He's a big time big play receiver. Um, I think he's really poised for a big breakout year with a full off season with Darnold. So he's a name to look out for here. Um, but I would say I'm probably a little under on the Jets compared to where I am with the Bills. Um, I think the Bills are a little bit ahead in their their rebuilding process here. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of these moves the Jets made in the offseason could end up paying big dividends. I think that the Jets are also interesting. I think these two teams, like, when I say interesting, I'm not saying... 11 and five, they're going to dethrone the Patriots, but I'm looking at a couple of teams that could sit between that six and nine win total and have some fun games to watch this year with these rookie second year quarterbacks going back and forth. There could be the potential for this rivalry. I don't know, Chase, if there, how much of a rivalry history there is with this team in the past, but maybe it gets reignited moving into the future. I think it's going to be fun. I think the these two teams are interesting. Also, just want to note uh, new head coach Adam Gase as well. I was just going to talk about, touch on Adam Gase. I mean, he is an offensive-minded guy. His first year when he hopped in at Miami, I mean, I think they went 10-6, and six, um, making the playoffs. Um, he, he, and he is bringing a big-time offensive mind, and I'm sure has huge offensive plans for this. Jets offense that I will admit, they have some weapons. As Jordan touched on, Robbie Anderson, the guy is a good receiver. I mean, he gets open, and he he can catch a ball underneath and take it to the house 60 yards. He's a guy who – he's also a deep threat. The guy always seems to be open, and uh, I think he's going to be targeted by Darnold early and often. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, I think he will make – obviously will make an impact on this Jets team. I do not think they'll be able to establish a run game at any point this season. I think their offensive line is that weak. And I think with a weak offensive line, you can't make run prior, run a priority. And I don't think their passing game is good enough to, to dominate any game. Um, I have them at 5 and 11 right now. I think their offense will have its, mo- its shining moments. Um, I think Le'Veon Bell will break out a few big runs. A few. I mean, he's great at the backfield in the receiving game as well. You can't count him out. But they just their offensive line is, is one of the league's worst. And their defense is good, but it's not. I don't think it's good enough to, to hold teams to less than 14 points a game. I mean, I don't see the Jets putting up 30 points a game. So I, I think they're going to have a underwhelming season They're about 5-11. and 11. There's no release. There's nothing that jumps out to me that says the Jets are going to be amazing. I mean, Le'Veon Bell still has to prove himself. What if he can't get the run game going six weeks in and he's pissed off with the team that, I mean, something that's going on and he says, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to play next week or something like that. Yeah. He's another one of those guys. He's been known that, to do that. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if it's not going his way, he, he, you know, he can show signs of frustration and even step out on his own. So 
I don't like this Jets team. I, I think their defense is good. I do think they have a good defense um, and they'll make noise, but I don't think their offense is ever going to blow teams out of the water. And I think that's what they would need in order to be a, a winning football team. So I have them at five and 11. I think they all, I mean, it's interesting because they do have some high caliber weapons, but and again, I just don't think they've they pieced together their offensive line enough this off season to, to make any serious noise. And Vegas has them at seven and a half just like the Bills, I would probably go under. I'd probably say around six or seven wins. Jordan, what do you think? Yeah, I think seven and nine for the for the Jets. All right, let's. Uh, that was very efficient. I like that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> let's go over to the Miami Dolphins, which I teased in the last episode. I gave them a team hashtag, and if this took off, I would be so happy. Um, Jordan. I know you missed the last episode. You haven't gotten a chance to listen to it yet. My hashtag for the Miami Dolphins 2019 is hashtag tanking for Tua. <laughs> I think that's a pretty known hashtag for them, isn't it, Jack? <laughs> I haven't I've seen heard it that before. before. <laughs> I have heard that before. Whether it was on ESPN or something, I've heard. Maybe it's a Twitter thing, but I've heard tanking for Tua before. Maybe it wasn't specifically the Miami. Maybe Dolphins. they listened to last episode and it's really shot <laughs> it's, off. Since it's blown up. <laughs> Uh, the Miami Dolphins. Um, Jack, I think I'm not going to say uh, there's much here um, in terms of things that I'm looking forward to watching this season. Um, probably the most notable was they brought in Josh Rosen. Um, and then following up that, brought in Ryan Fitzpatrick. So all of a sudden there's a quarterback, quote-unquote, controversy here um, between who's going to open up the season and then if Fitzpatrick does open up the season of Miami's 0-3, Will they move to Josh Rosen? Um, Rosen, of course, was, uh, I believe, the fourth quarterback of the five taken in the first round a year ago. He was taken 10th overall um, to the Cardinals. And, of course, they moved on to Kyler. So that's probably the one, quote-unquote, intriguing thing here for Miami. Yeah, he's, um, I would say he's a huge wild card. Like, he's the biggest man of mystery out of any quarterback who ha- has not... I'd say of quarterbacks who've played in a season before, of all the quarterbacks right now, he is the biggest wild card. I have no idea what he is. Maybe he's actually really good. That'd be that would be a great story if he was. And yeah, and I think one thing too is they bought extremely low on him as well. Yeah. So there really wasn't anything to lose here. The the Cardinals really didn't have any leverage because they were taking Kyler. So um I think it's a very, yeah, I guess that you put it that way. It is very interesting is that in that, you know, some people really did think Josh Rosen could be the best quarterback out of that draft. And that's a draft with Baker, Josh Allen, and Sam Darnold. In you got three of them Jackson in the same too. division now. That's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we'll get to see a lot of one, uh, a lot of head-to-head matchups between those guys. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would say that's probably the one thing I'm looking out for in Miami is if Fitzpatrick does start off the season and they signed him to a two year, I think uh 10 ish, 12 ish million dollar deal. Um, you know, when do they go to Josh Rosen? What, what does it take to get to Josh Rosen? Um, and really, why did you bring in Fitz if you wanted to potentially see what you had in Rosen anyway? Maybe they didn't think Rosen was hundred percent ready. Maybe they thought he needed to sit a couple more games or something, maybe a season or something. Um, but just really interesting that they made that deal for Rosen and ended up bringing Fitzpatrick in. 
Yeah, so uh, I totally agree. I'm going to hop in here. Um, so I'll tell you one person who definitely thinks Josh Rosen was the best player in that draft, and that's Josh Rosen. Uh, I mean, the guy <laughs> is super hot-headed, super into himself. Um, I do not personally like him. I think he is a a low-tier quarterback. I mean, he every time he got in um, last season, I mean, he he the guy just he does not he did not impress me in any way. Yeah, he had a good co- I mean, great college career, but the guy, his mental attitude. I mean. I haven't seen anything st- stand out to me. I think that they brought in Fitzpatrick because, or Fitzmagic, let me say, because <laughs> they they don't think Josh Rosen is a starting caliber quarterback. Um, so my prediction for the Dolphins this year is two and fourteen. I think they will be one of <laughs> one of the worst teams in the NFL. I mean, they're running back. They're starting RB one. Kenyon Drake just went down. I think with an ankle injury. Um, yeah, I like their good. yeah, I like their backup. Uh, I think it's Kalen Balage. Um, I like him. I think he's a talented guy. But again, another this seems to plague the AFC East besides the Patriots. But another bad offensive line. Um, bad offensive line. Their defense is mediocre at at best. Um, I mean, I just don't see anything that stands out that says, "Hey, this team's going to win football games." Uh, they're going to pull together two Fitz Magic victories. But I think that this uh, this team is just in for a rough season and uh tanking for 2-0 is a good hashtag um because i i don't i mean there's not much to say i don't have any positive outlook on this team <laughs> i don't i don't think they'll have a a good season and there's just not many weapon like notable weapons or notable offseason moves to be excited about if you're a, a dolphins fan well chase let me ask you a question this was prompted by jonathan jaggard your fellow yankees fan on the last podcast hopefully you liked him <laughs> he asked the question last week is tua worth tanking for and i know you watch you have you've coached a lot you watch a lot of these college quarterbacks you could be a scout in my opinion <laughs> what what do you think is tua worth tanking for all right, so yeah, big football guy. I mean, I've coached. This is uh, my third year, third year coaching. I coached high school football. I'm coaching out here in Colorado. So huge. I mean, huge college guy, huge high school guy, huge NFL guy. I mean, I love the game. I love everything about the game. Um, always footballs on my mind. So is he worth tanking for? <sighs> I think that the the answer for that is is no. Um, I mean, he's if you look at his frame, he's not a big quarterback. Um, he's a guy who has came up big in college games. And how many guys do you see come up big in college games? I mean, yeah, I mean, he plays for the best team in the nation as well. I mean, it's not hard to win football games when your defense is allowing less 100 yards per game. You know, I mean, I think he's a great quarterback. I do not think he's worth absolutely tanking for. I think he will obviously go in the first 10 picks. I don't think he'll. I mean, I could. I, I could be biting my tongue right now, but I don't think he'll be a guy who makes that big of a name for himself in the NFL. I mean, I, I'd look at guys like Josh Rosen, and I think that maybe that could be the future for Tuo. I mean, whoa. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't. He's a great talent, but I don't think that. Uh, I don't see him being the big name NFL quarterback. I just. I think he might sit behind someone for. I mean, DeBoe depends. I think he'll go to the, if he goes to the Dolphins, he'll start right away. But I, I don't think that's what he needs. Um, will we be a year from now talking hashtag tanking for Trevor? Will, be, will that be <laughs> the next variation? I think anyone. I, I don't know. Um, Jack, I think every single team needs to be tanking for Trevor. 
Yeah, <laughs> I think he's uh, <laughs> since high school. I think teams have thought about five years down the line tanking for Trevor. Um, I mean, the kid is a look at. I mean, look at him. Look at his build. He is a tall, lengthy quarterback who slings the football like. I mean, dare I say it like Payne Manning. He is a guy who is going to be, in my opinion, the next big NFL name. I mean, I the guy has a phenomenal arm. His I mean, There's no accuracy questions when it comes to this guy. He throws slants in between linebackers and cornerbacks, and he puts it at the one place he needs to put it. This guy is... I'm so excited. I've been big <laughs> on him since his... I mean, since I've realized he was the big name in high school, and I think... Uh, I mean, I am so. I think that will be a tanking for Trevor hashtag that that everyone will be taking. <laughs> Any team that has it does not think they'll be able to get to 500 that will be taking part in that. I wish for his own sake he could be playing pro football now because, and I'm I'm excited to watch him in college. I love college football. Um, I just look at there have been some of these guys who peak after their freshman year and they have a horrible injury, and I'd love to just see him make his money for sure. Um, now I think he'll, I think he's going to be all right. I'm not, I'm not banking on him getting <laughs> injured, but that, that is, uh, a thought that has come to my mind. I think that's fair. I mean, he, I mean, he's set up for so much success right now. He's under, uh, sweet Dabo Sweeney, who's, I think the best, well, him and Saban one and two, the best college, uh, minds, but offensively, I mean, Dabo Sweeney is, I think the best offensive coach. He's running uh, a run pass option that is new to football. I mean, it is a a new, a new scheme to running an offense that this guy is just running. I mean, his first year ran it to perfection. I mean, he makes the quick throws. He makes the deep throws. He makes the good reads. I mean, I am buying into this guy a hundred percent. And I mean, I don't want the bills to ever tank, but if somehow (laughs) he lands up or I don't, I don't want to say anything, but I wouldn't wouldn't be upset to have him as my QB one. Um, Here's what worries me is that the Pats have another phenomenal season. They, 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 and then Tom retires or something. And then a year down the road, the Pats go two and 14 and pick up Trevor. And then the Patriots somehow pull. That is my worry. That would be tanking. That'd be next level tanking because it would be downright. Would avidly be tra- actively be trying to lose games, like because oh, there's no, no way they would yeah. go two and fourteen. I mean, oh, yeah, no, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so that, that's my one Trevor comment that worries me. That <laughs> yeah. somehow, some way, I could see happening. Um, and then it's really, forty years of Patriots dominance. Oh, yeah. How about from Favre to Rogers? How about from Brady to potentially Trevor? Oof, oh boy. Man. Oof. Uh, so we should we reel it back to the dolphins? Yes, um, yes. Like a fish, yeah, not, like a like a dolphin. Reel them <laughs> in, reel them in. Reel them <laughs> in. Yeah, not much, not too much more to talk about here. They have the same kind of receiving core they've had the past couple of years: Kenny Stills, Devontae Parker, um, two guys who I think in the past you know have had some offseason hype towards them, but neither have really ever taken the next step. Um, I'm with you, Chase, behind Kenyon Drake, and I was actually really excited for Kenyon Drake this year, even potentially fantasy wise. Um, because a year ago when he touched the ball, he was really effective, yeah. um, but just didn't get the carries per game, the touches per game. Now he's in a boot. Poten- I think he's doubtful, questionable, doubtful for week one. So yeah, their backup, Kalen Ballage could potentially be a guy to really look out for, um, in this, in this offense, which isn't going to be a good offense, but could be somebody that, you know, shines in a bad offense. Um, 
And apart from that, you know, the, I'm not big on the defense either. I don't think the defense is very good. I'm not going to go to 2-14 and 14 <laughs> just because I think Fitz helps a little bit depending on when they end up starting Rosen. But if Fitzpatrick wins the starting job, I think he's, he can win a couple games for them. I think three and thirteen or four and potentially twelve, if all goes right, <laughs> is uh, <laughs> might potentially be the peak for this roster. So we all got the under on them because they're four and a half. I would say four and twelve. And I, my last comment, and then I actually I do have one question about Kenyon Drake. My last comment is, if they're going to bring in a guy like Fitz to be their quarterback, I mean, if Rosen's not playing, wouldn't you just rather see Jay Cutler out there? Jay Cutler <laughs> is so much more interesting. <laughs> Everything's interesting with Jay Cutler. I wish Jay Cutler was still on this team. I think that would that would give us something more interesting to talk about and fun. How many years retired is Jay Cutler at this point? Well, he played. He started a lot of games for them two years ago. Yeah. Last year, he was out of football. Okay. So he's one year. This would be a this will be a second year out of football. But he technically retired two years ago mm-hmm. and was going to be on Fox, and then he got the call in training camp, and then arrived and was their backup, and ended up starting when Tannehill went down. Got it. Yeah, I think I mean I think Fitzpatrick's interesting. Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> I think the fit the fit the fun fits magic for two weeks a season is entertaining. What do you think, Chase? I mean, hey, I like the guy. I mean, he played for Buffalo for a bit, and he—he's a—I think he's got a good arm. He, he, nonetheless, he's a smart quarterback. Um, I think it's the Wonderlick test that they take. <laughs> Not a lot of people know he got a perfect score. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I think Ryan Fitzpatrick got a perfect score. Yeah, he is a smart dude. Um, and I mean, I, he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions. He—he's accurate. He's, but he's not the guy that's just you know, slinging the perfect pass. He, he, he makes good reads, um, but he's not a guy that's going to, you know, run for 10 carries, 80 yards a game. I, I just, there's just not enough around him. I like him, I do, but there's not enough around him to scream at me that they're going to win football games. Yeah. I, I predict them losing, like I said, majority, 14 of their 16 <laughs> games. So, Would you guys agree that this division, the other three teams... Potentially, the Miami Dolphins will be the key in terms of the two games that you have against Miami for those other three teams in this division. Those are going to be very, very crucial games in terms of how this uh, how this ends up looking. Yeah, for the Jets and the Bills, like yep. kind of like we talked about how in the NL East you got to win every game you play against the Marlins. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. I would agree. So that's my one take on the Dolphins. They may not be crucial to the NFL season, but they're very crucial to yeah. those two teams. They, they could spoil a season for sure. Exactly. But um, yeah. I don't think the, the Bills will have a problem. So <laughs> <laughs> I got them going 2-0 against the Dolphins. But we'll see what happens. Fair enough. Okay, uh, Jordan, as our fantasy expert, how many leagues are you playing in this year? Uh, I think five this year, Jack. Cutting down. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I need to focus okay. on my. I need to focus on the ones, the bigger money ones this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jordan, so Kenyon Drake, he will be their, or he would have been their starter, their primary mm-hmm. back if he was healthy. Yes, he was set to be. Now he's okay. in a walking boot. He, I, I looked. He's officially questionable for week one, but I would not expect him to be ready for week one. Okay, there we go. All right. 
let's <laughs> we're only 45 minutes into this uh <laughs> let's let's talk about briefly the patriots um if we can talk about them briefly i would say i could give you a hashtag and it's it's not my hashtag it's uh brady's his business but i think the tom versus time really applies here yeah i mean i could uh yeah, I mean, we haven't seen any sign that Tom Brady is falling yeah. to Father Time. You know, yeah, he's a I guy agree. who's come out and he's got his doubters, and he comes out and proves them wrong. And I will admit, I am a huge Tom Brady doubter year in and year out. Oh, time's gonna hit him! Gosh darn it, this is the year the Bills are gonna win the AFCs. And <laughs> year after year, Tom Brady ruins my hopes and dreams. Um, I think he's the best, if not the best, the second best quarterback to ever play the game. Um, He's he's a guy that you can't count out. I mean, you can give him James White and Edelman, and he can put up unbelievable numbers. He doesn't need the best weapons. He's got a great offensive mind and coach, and he's just he's that good. Um, and I don't know if you guys heard, Josh Gordon yeah. is reinstated, and he is a good receiver. He is fast. He is a deep threat. I think he's going to immediately jump to the number two spot on the team's um, depth chart without even trying. I mean, he's, he could be a WR1. I think Edelman's probably their, their go-to guy still. But um, yeah, that adds another he, weapon for Brady. Do you think he's ready this time around? Because last year was just such a weird year. Do you think? Do we know if he's in a more clear state of mind? Um, I don't... I, that's hard to tell. I mean, I think yeah. that'll always be hard to tell. He's a guy who's... He's had issues, and he's had multiple issues. Um. It, he's had, I don't know if you want to call them relapses, but he's hes a guy who's had issues. And, I mean, I hope this is the, for his sake and for football's sake, this is the year he gets it together. But he, he's a guy I wouldn't i wouldn't rely on, you know what I mean? If, and I think that's why he's going to be a WR2 kind of guy, because Edelman's their guy. Edelman will always be their guy. Edelman's the reliable guy. Gordon is a great, flashy athlete, but he's had issues. And I think he's a phenomenal athlete, and he can help this team immensely. Um, behind what is the best offensive line in the AFC East, which is one of the top five offensive lines, in my opinion. Um, and if you can protect Brady, I mean, give him anyone, and he's going to put up numbers, and give him Edelman and Gordon, and it scares me. So <laughs> I have yeah. the, I, just so you guys can talk a little bit, I have the Pats at 12-4, and four, winning the AFC East, AFC East again. Um, I do have them falling to the Bills one, one game of the season, so that's a thing to know. <laughs> I think the Bills will go 1-1 one one this season against them. <laughs> Um, but no, I think they're going to win the AFC East and I think they're, I mean, if you look at the AFC, I think they're one team that them and the Chiefs, I mean, they're one of what, three team, three favorites maybe to win AFC this year. Um, so another good year for the Pats. I don't see any real issues with, for them. 12 and four would be the over by the way. And that's where I have them. Go ahead, Jordan. I would, uh, one thing regarding Josh Gordon, I think the fact, I think you have to apply for reinstatement. So the fact that yes. he did reapply for reinstatement is a good sign in terms yeah, of where point. he's at. Um, I think a year ago, when he, uh, I don't know how. What was the? Did he fail another drug test, or did he? Did he take himself? I can't. Re- I thought remember. he took himself. I think he took himself out. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Um, so I'm not even sure why he admitted he to had- like having some alcohol issues or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure why he had to reapply um, if he wasn't officially suspended or anything. Um, but maybe, maybe it was something along the lines of he had already, you know, had those two run-ins. Um, 
in terms of Brady defeating Father Time, I think I would feel a lot more nervous if I was a Pats fan if there was a true challenger in this division. Um, sorry, Chase. Sorry. Uh, but, the, <laughs> but, but the three other teams in this division, while I think a couple of them are making improvements, I just don't think they're going to be as good as the Pats. Uh, and, a, and a big part of that, apart from Brady, is Belichick is still in New England, uh, clearly the best coach in football. Um, and I think... You know, you, you do lose Rob Gronkowski, who apart from being really, really good in the pass game, he's a phenomenal run blocker out of that tight end position. I think the fact that having Josh Gordon back is going to be really important. As long as he can stay on the field, that's that's just another big-time target um, for Tom Brady. He had a really good year when he was on the field last year, had 720 yards in 11 games. So he was well on his way to a 1,000-yard season. Um, the one position I think they may be lacking this year, they didn't really replace Gronkowski. I know Benjamin Watson is there, but I expected them to maybe make a deal for, you know, the Kyle Rudolph or something along that type who could be, you know, the fill in for Gronkowski this season. So that's something to look out for. Um, cause Brady is known to use his tight ends a lot. Um, whether it was Gronkowski or Hernandez when he was yeah. still there. Um, but regardless, I think Tom still has enough offensively. Um, two really good receivers in Edelman and Gordon. Nikhil Harry was their draft pick in the first round this year. First was he for either first or second round? Um, but that's a, that could potentially be another big target for him. He was one of the first receivers taken, and then he still got those guys in the backfield who have been making plays for him for years. James White's been catching so many passes. Still has Burkhead back there, and Sony Michelle um, continues to be a guy who is kind of coming up in the ranks in terms of running backs, just quietly. If Belichick would ever decide to give him a full workload, he may be one of the best running backs in the league. But for now, um, he'll be right around the, the top 10-ish, 15-ish running backs in the league. Um, I really like what the Pats have. I think 12-4 and four is a great number for them. And I think looking at kind of how I listed the rest of this division, I think that makes a lot of sense. Benjamin Watson, by the way, you mentioned him. Mm-hmm. 95% sure he was a tight end on the team when they went undefeated in the regular season. Okay, yep, and I just looked as well, and he's actually suspended until week five, so he won't, he won't be their starting tight end. What's he suspended for? Must have been PEDs, maybe. Wow. I would, I would not have – I mean, he is up there in years, so I guess that makes some sense. Yep, po- positive for a banned substance. There it is. <laughs> wow. Okay, so Jordan and I have done a lot of NFL preview shows over the years. I think this is probably like our fifth – or sixth, fifth one, probably. Uh, I remember we did one in 2015 on the Viva La Vida radio show. I think Tommy was with Bro, us. Way back. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably only known you for about two weeks or something. But we were <laughs> like, talking. I'm right on the pod. How about that? <laughs> I needed someone. I was like, yeah, I, yeah, I, need... I, was, I, was, I was the last one you would call. <laughs> <laughs> I remember we were talking repeat for the Patriots back then. They had just won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Patriots haven't done a... uh, uh, They haven't repeated in about 15 years. The last time they did that was that... Yeah, it actually was 15 years ago, that 4 season where they beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So, that's interesting. They haven't repeated. They won it last year. We thought they were going to repeat two years ago. I wonder if there's something to that, and we'll we'll go deeper into playoff picks when we talk with Evan next week. We go through the West divisions. What do you think, Jordan? 
Uh, you know, that is a good question. Um, I mean, maybe more than anything, Jack, that just shows how truly hard it is to repeat in the NFL. Yeah. With so many factors, um, whether it's injuries, whether it's you just catch the right or the wrong team at the wrong time. Um, how you can also times, say nobody has repeated since then. Yeah, that, that's also very fair. How many times have they won the Super Bowl and then come back and lost the Super Bowl the next year? Has that happened? Ooh. Well, let's let's it go had through to, this. right? It was it would have been sixteen seventeen with the yes with the Eagles, right? Yeah. So they've been in the Super Bowl for three straight years, four out of five, actually, right? Yeah, yeah. four out of five. Yeah, uh, the one year they lost to that uh, AFC title game against the Broncos. Peyton's Broncos, correct? Yeah. So they were very close. That was that came down to like the last possession of the game. I think Gaskowski missed a big field goal, which was very rare. And yeah, they kind of caught that wrong team, the yeah, the wrong team at the wrong time with that Peyton Broncos team that was coming in really, really hot, and then ended up blowing out Carolina in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I think more than anything, Jack, I don't think it's a Patriots thing. <laughs> I think it's just how truly hard it is to repeat in the yes. NFL. <laughs> so I have the stat right here. Uh, of the last twelve Super Bowls, the Patriots have been in six of them. <laughs> so wow. they have a um, pretty good track record. Um, I just want to chime in real quick. So one thing I just found out is they added Demarius, receiver Demarius Thomas. Yes. You remember him? Yeah. had a great season yeah. with uh, Peyton Manning in Denver. Um, he's a good, big receiver. He is on the PUP list, so he's unable to perform right now. Um, I think he's going to be ready eventually in, later on in the season, but that's another guy who can just help out. I mean, Tom Brady doesn't need help, but another guy that can be a threat um, on this offense. And defense is Above average, I'd say. Offensive line is way above average. I mean, at every really position, good secondary. yeah, at any at any position, they just are above most teams. And their coaching is obviously probably the best in the NFL. So, like, there's no reason to think that they won't be in another AFC championship. But I'll let you guys uh, talk about that next week. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> quick, good. So quick, quick yes. note on Demarius Thomas. He's coming off the torn Achilles, so that'll be something Ooh, to look out oh, for. It's man, a, it's a very. Um, it's a very risk-free move for the past because I know it was a cheap deal. Um, but there have not been many players that have been able to come back from torn Achilles and have success. So that'll be one thing to look out for when it comes back to uh, when he's ready to go. In any sport. Boogie yeah. Cousins, uh, yeah. horrible story with him. Hopefully, Kobe. for Durant's sake, he's going to be okay. Um, was, it, was it Achilles or was it calf with Durant? Uh, Achilles. It ended yeah, up being Achilles. Achilles yeah. yeah, it was a calf injury at first, and then it ended yeah. up being the Achilles. So it is very tough to come back. That is one of the worst injuries in sports. I think we're all on page with over eleven and a half in the division champs. Correct? Yes. Correct. Okay, guys, time to go to the NFC East. Let's lead off with the New York Football Giants, and. Let's start with you, Chase. What's your read on the Giants this year? They, I know they they drafted that uh, Daniel Jones, a pick. He was a top five pick. People are upset. Uh, it doesn't seem like this is the happiest fan base at the moment. Not that New Yorkers are known to be the happiest of people. But, Chase, what <laughs> what is your read on this team? All right. So, yeah, being a New York guy, I have a lot of friends who are diehard Giants fans. Um and there's always promise with the Giants. I mean, heck, they seem to be the miracle team winning those two Super Bowls against the, the Patriots in the, uh, what, over a decade ago now? That's crazy. Anyways, <laughs> um, 
I think they will. I mean, yes, they've lost a ton this year. They lost Odell Beckham. They lost um, a guy on defense, Landon Collins, who's an absolute beast. Mm-hmm. They still do have Saquon Barkley, who I think is the, I mean, take away the quarterbacks, the Mahomes, the Brady, but I think Saquon Barkley is the best player in the NFL. I think he has Whoa. unbelievable upside. Yeah, no, this kid is the real deal. I mean, he if you watch him run the ball, he... He's hard to bring down. He is yeah. fast. He is shifty. He is. He, he. He. I love Saquon Barkley. I mean, he's the pure talent that the NFL just fans love to soak up because he is a highlight reel guy who will be. A, I think he'll be a highlight reel guy for his entire career. Um, they've got Sterling Shepard at receiver, who's a guy who in college is a big time playmaker. He's kind of made some plays in the NFL, but I think this year, now that Beckham's gone, he has more opportunity to step up. So I'm excited to see what he can do. Evan Ingram, um, an Ole Miss guy at tight end. Um, if you guys don't know, I'm a big Ole Miss Rebels fan. So, <laughs> and he was a phenomenal tight end with Ole Miss. He's one of the best tight end pass catchers in the NFL. I think he's a pure pass catcher though. He is not a run blocking type of guy. Um, and then, yeah, they have Golden Tate to help uh, mitigate the whole no Odell Beckham situation. So the weapons are there. Eli Manning, yet again, another Ole Miss guy. Um, he has had a great NFL career. I mean, he's he's I, I love him. I love Eli Manning, but I do think with the time, it's not helping him out. I mean, he's just I mean, obviously, they don't have a good offensive line and that's hurt him. But. He just hasn't looked phenomenal in the years to come. Um, in the past two years, he hasn't looked. He hasn't looked like the Eli Manning that we've seen five, six years ago. They did draft Daniel Jones from Duke, which a lot of guys were, a lot of Giants fans were very, very upset with. But Daniel Jones has an 80% completion rate in in uh, in preseason for 160 yards and a touchdown. I mean, the, he's 11 for 14, 161 yards, a touchdown, no interceptions. He has looked phenomenal in the preseason. And may I say, Eli has looked good too. But this is a guy who, he's smart. He's got a good arm. I don't know. I don't understand the hate. But I do think they're going to have an underwhelming year just because of the, the bad offensive line. The defense is struggling. Um, and there's some, I mean, the Cowboys and the Eagles are going to run this division. I think we'll talk about it later. But I, I have the Giants at... Five and eleven at best, four and twelve maybe. Um, I just think the weapons are there, um, but the the line, the defense can't win football games if teams are putting up thirty plus against you week in and week out. Chase, I have a little bit of a theory as to where some of the hate comes from for Eli Manning. I think the general population that is not a fan of a team, it doesn't mean that they're general haters and they hate the Giants. People seem to enjoy writing people off and moving on to the next thing. And I think you're seeing that with the Steelers right now. That'll be gone into, we'll go into that more depth on that in the next episode. But it seems like people are just ready to be like, all right, the Steelers are done. Okay, let's bury them. And that's what, that's what they're doing with Eli, I think. Yeah. I mean, I can definitely see that. Like I said, I love Eli Manning. I mean, I'm not positive that his his time has come to an end, but um, I think that the draft pick they made is is preparing for that. Um, I don't want to give up on him, and I and I don't want to give up on this team. I mean, I don't hate the Giants. I mean, I'm from New York. I'm a big Buffalo Bills fan, but hey, if I'm going to pick a team in the NFC, it's probably going to be the Giants. I mean, they did beat the Bills in two Super Bowls, uh, <laughs> but I mean, one Super Bowl. I, I don't know. I was like three or four, but 
nonetheless. Um, yeah, with your uh, father, Don Beebe. Yeah, my father, Don Beebe. Um, so <laughs> not true, just for the, the audience, yeah. Um, but um, so, yeah, I think the Giants have a very promising future if they can piece together the defense, the offensive line. I mean, they have the young talent. Uh, I just don't think this is a – I think this is going to be a rebuilding year. Um, it's just – they're going to take their losses. Um, they're going to have their, their highlight moments, but I would love to see, I would love to see Eli just come out slinging the ball and then put, because I hate the other teams in the division. I mean, I hate the Cowboys. <laughs> I hate the Eagles and the Redskins. I'm, I, no one cares about the Redskins really, but so, I mean, I like the Giants. We care division. about the Redskins. That's why we're podcasting about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously <laughs> we care about the Redskins, but um, there's just, yeah, four and 12, five and 11. That's my honest prediction for the Giants. Um, there's good talent on the team, but it's very sparse in my opinion. Um, it's it's in unskilled positions. It's not on the defense. Their defensive secondary, their defensive backs, they've lost a lot over the years. I, I just don't see them putting together a winning season. Well, I think a lot of the hate with Eli, and first off, I can't stand the hate that occurs towards Eli because he's a two-time Super Bowl winner. So if you win two Super Bowls for any team, you should be – you should not receive one piece of hate the rest of your career from that fan base. And this, I mean, I get it's the big New York market, the big New York network. And, you know, a lot of them think Eli should have either retired or, you know, moved. They should have moved on from him a couple of years back. Um, but it's, just, it's, it's honestly a little sad to see all the, it, all the talk in the media, the hate towards Eli um, given what he's given to this organization. Um, I don't mind the Daniel Jones pick. I think they they had to draft a quarterback, and he was he was the top-rated apart from Kyler in this draft. Was he the top-rated uh, ahead of Hoskins? And uh, uh, He was right there with Hoskins. On their draft board, he was. At yes, least. on their draft board, he was. Maybe on and others. And that's important. Him and, yeah, very true, very true. On other draft boards, Haskins may have been ahead. Um, but regardless, I think those two were very debatable. Um, I think team, certain teams saw one or the other better. Um, but regardless, I think this it, it at least opens up of where they're going towards um, kind of really opening this rebuild. Eli's probably got this year left, and then I, I would expect Daniel Jones to take over the starting job um, after this year ends. In term, or maybe even during this year, if Eli is struggling or the Giants are struggling, and they want to see, you know, they want to get Daniel Jones some experience. I love, what, I love what they have in Barkley. Obviously, Chase hit it on the nose with him. I wouldn't say he's the most talented in the NFL or the best player in the NFL, but I think he's no doubt has a chance to be um, at least in the next two years. Um, one thing to note: this receiving core is going to look absolutely horrendous the first couple of weeks. Golden Tate is suspended till Week Five. Um, he had a, a PED um, failed test, I believe. And Sterling Shepard is currently injured and questionable for week one. So there's a very good chance that Eli is going to be throwing to third and fourth and fifth string receivers here in weeks one, two, and three. So not, oh necessi- not necessarily the ideal start for what you might want as a nice send-off year for Eli Manning in terms of performance. Like Evan Ingram in the tight end slot, fantasy-wise, I think he's a, he's a good pick this year, especially with the struggles that they could have at receiver, he could see really good value um, at the tight end position. But in terms of this team, I'm not huge on them. Um, I think them, along with the Redskins, will kind of duel it out for 
third and fourth in this division. Um, I think four and 12, five and 11 is right around where I would say this Giants team will be. The Eli thing is so odd because when he got benched in 2017, two years ago now, when they put Geno in to start over Eli, everyone thought that was it. Because typically when you see a veteran quarterback with the repertoire of Eli Manning, when that happens, you think, okay, that's it. Like, because he's being replaced and not by a guy who they look at as a franchise quarterback because Geno was just a backup. They weren't trotting out some new quarterback that they really liked. And he's still there. So he might still be there in three years. Who knows? (laughs) I sure, surely hope not, Jack, for the sanity of their fans. <laughs> uh, Giants over under is six. I think we would, I would say under at least. Under, uh, yeah. Under, agreed. I think that's an easy under, honestly. Yeah, if I'm putting money on it, I'm, that's, that's. You going, going straight going to there. Vegas? You going straight yeah. to Vegas now? I didn't know that the six was there over under, to be honest, but um, I just don't see them piecing together six wins. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about the team with the other rookie quarterback. What can you tell me right now, Jordan, about the quarterback position battle in Washington? Because you got Case Keenum and you got the rookie Hoskins. Yeah, um, from what I've seen, Jack, I think Haskins um and Keenum are pretty even it it seems like it's kind of back and forth in terms of who they think they're going to go with here in the opening week I will say on their current depth chart Keenum is the the labeled as um the starter and Colt McCoy is also there too so him and Haskins oh I love Colt McCoy that is great (laughs) news yeah and of course the reason really that they had to bring in Keenum and put I think that McCoy was already there but was the horrible injury to Alex Smith um, yeah. So that kind of sped up the potential rebuild for the Redskins. So that's why they ended up drafting Haskins for the future. Um, but I would think, at least I would expect, probably the smartest thing to do if you're Washington this year would be to open up the year with Keenum at quarterback, let Haskins sit behind him for a little bit. Um, and then just potentially, you know, as the year goes on and, you know, Keenum's struggling or this team just isn't very good, you know, see what you have with Haskins. I like Haskins a lot. I thought. Before the Jags signed Foles, I really liked Haskins as a potential fit there. Um, he's a big arm. He dominated the Big Ten uh, at Ohio State. Um, I, I think he's going to be a pretty good NFL quarterback. Um, but I think it, it would be in Washington's best interest to sit him behind Keenum, at least for a couple games to open up the year. Um, and then in terms of this team, Jack, um, you know, they have some pieces. This is another team that, in terms of receiver, just doesn't really have any threat at all. Paul Richardson and Josh Doxson are their two labeled as their two starters. Not big on either of them. AP is still in the backfield for this team. They do have Darius Geis. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, he was a really intriguing fantasy pick a year ago, and then he tore his ACL, I believe, in camp. So he may be a guy to look out for, maybe to split carries with AP, at least initially. And then as the year goes on, he could become this team's starter. Um, but he's a big power runner. Uh, I think he'll be ready or at least close to ready to go for week one. And apart from that, Jack, this, this team really looks similar as they have the last couple of years. Jordan Reed is still their tight end. And then a lot of their defensive guys are back. I think they were the ones that ended up getting uh, Landon Collins. Weren't they, Chase? Yep. Yep. yep, they did pick up Landon Collins. So that could potentially be a nice little fit for them. But um, 
I don't love a lot on this team. I think they're very similar to the Giants in which they won't be very good. I think those two teams will battle out as the three and four in this division. Um, Washington, if Keenum plays extended time, I could see this team getting a six, six-ish wins probably. Have the Redskins right around the Giants, four and twelve. I think maybe even three and thirteen. Um, I think the Giants are a little bit better. Wow, you guys are really low on them. Yeah, so I don't see anything that jumps out to me on the Redskins. I mean, listen, they have a quarterback question. Um, yeah, you could start a rookie, but typically rookies don't come out their first year and win eight games. Um, it, it not yeah, it's just. If you get lucky, they come out winning eight games. You know, it's hard to bank on a rookie quarterback. And with questions at quarterback, I mean, there's questions all over this offense. There's no one, like Jordan was saying, Jordan Reed is probably the highlight of this offense. Um, he's a great tight end, but an average offensive line. Um, <laughs> running back, there's there's questions. I mean, Adrian Peterson's up there in age. Uh, Geis, the, Darius Geis, the backup, He's shown promise, um, and like Jordan said, uh, he's a decent fantasy pick late rounds. But you guys can, and it's kind of weird hearing Jordan, or kind of it's on me hearing Jordan talk about fantasy because we're coming off a, a battle in the finals oh. last year in our league. But Chase, yeah. Chase, can you remind the uh, listeners who won that final? I can't, I can't remember. <laughs> it was a tough, tough fought game, but yeah, Jordan <laughs> did come out with the win. So we're fighting this year as uh, the two finalists. So I'm going to get them this year. But, anyways, nonetheless. Defensively, I think they have a lot of young talent. Um, they have Landon Collins in uh, in their back uh, at safety. They have Josh Norman at corner. They picked up uh, in the first round. I f- don't know. I can see if I can find his name quick. Um, Montez Sweat. He's yep. a uh, yeah. Uh, picked him up the first round, and he's shown a lot of promise um at linebacker i don't know if he's actually at the starting position but he's looked good in preseason um at the two times i've seen highlights of the redskins play but um i don't know this team i mean offensively so many questions on on the offense and to me if you don't have a an established quarterback an established they don't really have any established besides the tight end position um on defense they'll be they'll be solid defensively but i don't i don't see this team scoring in bunches um the receivers are poor in my opinion but sorry for all the redskins fans out there but yeah i have them sitting around the four win mark the three win mark what do you what do you think vita i'm slightly higher on them than you guys are i'm not saying i i just want to remind you guys that last year they started out the season five and two with alex smith uh i do think alex smith is a top half quarterback in the league or at least was last year um but they started out five and two as the I wouldn't say favorite, but they were leading the pack for the division for the first half of the season. Uh, In the second half, things did not go very well, due in part largely to not having a quarterback because Colt McCoy got injured not much uh, longer after that. And I like Colt McCoy a lot, as I mentioned. Um, They bring in Case Keenum. I like Case Keenum a lot. Um, I'm not saying that I think he's... uh, I don't know. I'm not. He's not elite or whatever you want to say, but I think he's a good quarterback. Uh, he's you, think he's a top, you think he's a top 20 quarterback in the league, Jerry? Ooh. I don't or know. Is he, is he in the bottom 10? I don't know. Well, I don't like to do the quarterback rankings thing a whole lot, <laughs> but I think he can get the job done for you. He's done it before. Fair enough. He was a quarterback of a team that 
play in the NFC title game just two years ago. Now, maybe that was a miraculous season, but even if he, the let's say the position turns over to Hoskins three weeks into the season, as you suggest, I think Dwayne Hoskins is a good quarterback. I watched him pick apart the Northwestern Wildcats in the Big Ten title game last year. Uh, that was a tough one for me, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a good quarterback, and I think he has the potential to be – I think he's a guy who can play – I'm not saying week one starter, but look, what is everyone doing right now with these quarterbacks? They want them to play right away in their first year, so by their second year they're the full-time starter because they want to maximize on that rookie contract. And if he ends yeah. up being solid, I think this team could – I'm not saying they're a playoff team or anything like that, but what I will say is I have them more in the seven to nine win range than yeah. Wow. So I would go over okay. their over under total is six and a half. So I go over. Okay, interesting take. Yeah. High on the Washington. That, Redskins. That's yeah. as high as so, you can be on the Washington Redskins. That is that is as high as. <laughs> yeah, they weren't a bad I team last they, year, guys. If they uh, yeah, the problem was after. Alex Smith, who I think Alex Smith is far superior to Case Keenum. Yeah, fair. Uh, they were what two and seven. Yeah. So that I could well, definitely was, see. They called up Josh Johnson because they had no quarterbacks. Yeah, I remember that. And he was getting ready for <laughs> the ill-fated uh, man. I can't even remember the league, the name of that league that started the Football Alliance. X- is it XFL? Which one is it? Oh, yeah, the American Football Alliance. He so he was like one of the high picks in that draft of the. Uh, alliance they had a draft and he was getting ready for that and they called him up that we need a quarterback so I don't know I think both these guys are better than what they had after Alex Smith now I'm not I would not say that either based on what we've seen from them in the past because we don't know what Hoskins is in the NFL he's a rookie I would not equate either of them to Alex Smith but I think they're definitely closer to Alex Smith than they are to Josh Johnson or they had, a, they had another guy who played after Colt McCoy. So I think I think they're going to be a little bit better than that second half suggested. I think this is a an okay football team. Fair enough. And maybe to note as well, this division probably as a whole, maybe apart from the Eagles, and I don't want to jump ahead, probably won't be great. So that could potentially play into a role of either Washington or the Giants, um, you know, getting to that 6-7-ish range. Any other thoughts here, Chase? Uh, yeah, so I stand behind my, I don't know what I say, four wins, three wins. I don't, <laughs> yes, they were good last year, but again, Alex Smith was a different, he's on a different level than uh, Hoskins or uh, Keenum, in my opinion. So, do you like Hoskins? Uh, listen, I think uh, he's a good college quarterback, and I think until he proves himself in the NFL, I'm not going to jump on the, okay, jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, sure. he, I mean, he, he can move, um, and he's got a good arm, but you know, I don't think, uh, I think he's someone that will struggle with accuracy issues, to be honest, in the NFL. Well, and, and how much does of that, a lot of times in the NFL, guys, and I think this is so important to note, it's the situation these quarterbacks get put yes. into. Yeah. Um, I'm just not sure how many weapons he's going to have off yeah. the get-go here, yeah. especially sure. with the AP towards the bottom of his career and guys potentially not 100% coming off the ACL. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's... It's one thing, you know, to look at these guys right off the get-go, but two, the situation they're put in, the guys that are around them is so, so important for a lot of these guys' careers early on. I liked Josh Doxson a lot coming out of TCU. Uh, that was almost 
four, he was four years ago was his last year at TCU. Uh, and two years ago, he showed some moments with Kirk Cousins. He looked uh, pretty decent at times. I'd say pretty good at times. But, guys, I think we need to, and I'm going to be defending Kirk next episode. <laughs> I think we need to give Kirk a little bit of credit for making, and Alex Smith as well, for making these teams very competitive without the weapons because like you said it's not like they had a whole lot of receiver before Kirk Cousins didn't get that contract for nothing Jack yeah it's true stay tuned for that that's gonna be a fun conversation next episode looking forward to it I think actually all three of us are gonna be more on the side of this guy is not the worst quarterback in the NFL I think we're gonna be taking that position so that should be fun <laughs> for sure <laughs> anything else chase uh no i think that's all i need to talk about the rest okay. i think uh them and the giants have a pretty uh underwhelming year i think okay. uh the real battle is going to be the with the next two teams we talk about the cowboys and the Eagles. all right chase why don't you set the table for us with the dallas cowboys dallas cowboys so i personally am not a cowboys fan but um <laughs> i don't know what it is really i mean obviously they also beat us in two they beat us in two super bowls um when my uh you know my dad was an avid fan when i was a little kid but anyways so uh <laughs> dallas cowboys They've added some talent to this offense. I mean, their receiving corp is Amari Cooper, Randall Cobb. Um, I think Cooper's dealing with an ankle injury, but I ha- I am high on Amari Cooper with Dak Prescott. Um, I, I, Dak Prescott is up in the air with me. He's shown, I mean, what, he brought them, what was their record? Like, was it two years ago they had that unbelievable start? I mean, they just couldn't lose. Um, that was that three, years three years ago. ago. Yeah, believe it or not. They were just... They they looked phenomenal, and they still have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They have Ezekiel Elliott, who is injured right now. I think he might be dealing with a leg injury as well, but he's proven himself to be a workhorse. Um, Prescott's got weapons. Um, the defense with Sean Lee, a linebacker, the veteran Sean Lee. I mean, they're good. I think... Uh, <laughs> I think this Cowboys team is really, I mean, a lot of people are high on the Eagles, like really high on the Eagles coming out of this division. But as much as I hate to say it, I think the Cowboys are going to take the division. I have them at 11 and five right now. Um, maybe 10 and six, maybe 12 and four, depending on how healthy. I mean, when, if, if, and when a Cooper and Ezekiel become fully healthy, um, I'm, I'm high on the Cowboys. I think there's no reason to, think otherwise i mean their offensive line is phenomenal zeke has proven himself in the nfl dak prescott i am up in the air about but he's won football games and that's important as a quarterback and he's got he's got weapons now he's got weapons in cooper and cobb so i'm excited to see i mean i'm they're gonna be good this year in in my opinion i think they're gonna take the division and uh be a threat in the nfc playoffs the cowboys have some serious serious decisions to make um, in terms of their salary cap these next couple of years. Right now, the big issue, I don't know if Zeke's not 100%, um, but the big issue is his holdout. And yeah. he's already kind of half-threatened the fact that he potentially may miss real games with this. Before I jump on the cap, guys, how annoying is this? I mean, <laughs> seriously, this is the only sport we see this. You don't see LeBron James sitting out because he's not getting paid. Yeah. You don't see any of those big NBA guys. 
It's so annoying. I can't stand it. There's a different guy every year, and now it's becoming more and more common. We're looking at two of the, with Melvin Gordon included, along with Zeke, two of the top five running backs in the game right now that are threatening sitting out real football games because they're not getting paid. It's just so, it's all, it's frustrating as a fan, yeah. is it not? Yeah, it is. It's just, yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. As a, it, it's, and it's just tough for fantasy, too. Yeah, oh, and that's what everybody really cares about, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, I don't know what the change they need to make is, and I get it's a lot harder because the rosters have what fifty-two people instead of you know the ten, fifteen for the NBA rosters and the and the baseball rosters as well. Um, but regardless, there needs something needs to change in this next player agreement to where these guys we're not having situations where some of the best guys in the league are threatening sitting out real games um, because they're not getting the money they potentially deserve. Moving on to how this specifically relates to the Cowboys, and they're in a really tough position right now because not only with Zeke holding out, he wants paid. And the bad part about Zeke holding out is he's not even in the last year of his contract. He has two years on his contract. So he's this year, next year, and then he would get yeah. his contract. So these guys want their money so early. And I get it because Ezekiel Elliott has been the best running back in football, or at least a top two, top three running back in football for the past, what, two, three years. Um, so he wants his, he wants paid. The problem with it is the Cowboys are in a tough spot because Dak Prescott is coming out. His rookie contract is ending as well here. So he him and Z, he wants more money too. And along with that, Amari Cooper also needs to get paid. So their top three guys in terms of importance offensively all need their big contracts. And, I mean, we know how hard it is salary cap-wise to keep guys together like that. Um, for a long period of time. So they have some serious decisions to make, whether they have to cut some pieces um, elsewhere on the roster um, to make these guys happy. But I think one thing to note with the Cowboys, really important, is they ha- I, I, think, I know the hate on running backs is a real thing now. People don't think running backs are as important. This team needs Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, he is, like I said, been one of the best running backs in the league for the past couple years. I think he has the potential to continue to be that for at least the next three years um, before he starts getting up in age. And I know, look, they might have ran him into the ground. He's led the league and touches a lot since he's entered the league. But um, it is really, really important. And it's almost hard to make a prediction for them right now because of the fact that Ezekiel is not planning on playing until he potentially gets this deal. I totally forgot that Ezekiel Elliott was, that's why he was out for now. Um, and yeah, just looking into it, and he did uh, apparently he while he was holding out, he was taking vacations. I mean, he was spot yeah, he was spotted overseas. I mean, that's I mean, it's just sad to see. But he um, reportedly, I think he did fly to Dallas two days ago or something. Um, so people are speculating that they're coming to an agreement. Um, and something that is crazy to me, I think Dak Prescott is asking for. I I know he wanted like ten million dollars more a year. Um, four, four. I, he wants a forty million dollar yeah. a year contract. Yeah. So I mean, that that would be the <laughs> average per year. That'd be the highest paid. That would be and, the worst yeah. contract in football. Yeah. And they already offered him thirty. I'm pretty sure they offered him thirty million dollars, which is Matt Ryan money, which is more than Drew Brees makes a year. Like yeah. more than Andrew Luck. I mean, that is not yeah. Dak Prescott. In my opinion, he's a he's a winning quarterback. He's proven to win. But I mean, he's got an offensive line that just creates. One of the, it's been the, it's yeah. been the best offensive line in football the past yeah. couple of years overall. Yep, yeah, and he's got a good defense. I mean, his team his team is built well, and I think that if you put him on a team 
such as the Washington Redskins. Let's take that for I don't think he, he shines. I don't think he comes out and throws 30 completions out of 35 passes for 400 yards. He's just not, in my opinion, he's not that. He's good, He's but he's a Tier 2 quarterback, in my opinion. Um, and, he, and he, yeah, Jason, great point. And here's the biggest issue is we see a lot of these teams in the NFL. How important is it to maximize the value of the roster when you have a quarterback on a rookie contract? We see it all over the yes. league. That is the most important thing you can do. It's hard unless you you have an elite, elite quarterback. Once you pay that quarterback big money, it is hard to be consistent year in, year out. And I think that's the biggest issue for the Cowboys. Jag, I, I know you want to hop in. Yes, Dak has won. <laughs> He's done a phenomenal job winning ball games in his first three years. He hasn't had a losing season yet. And, of course, that 13-3 and three year in his rookie year. But – I I don't see how in in his eyes he has to understand that if he if he takes this you know highest quarterback paid ever contract go great for your bank account it's not going to be great for your success in the field yeah absolutely very well put guys uh, I don't have too much more to throw in there just the fact that. Dallas last year was the anti Washington Redskins. They actually started out three and five, and there was a lot of talk of maybe they were, maybe this was a rebuilding year. And then they went out and they got Amari Cooper. So they started out three and five, their first eight games. Second half, very great second half, seven and one, finished the year hot. Another thing to note about the Cowboys, and Jordan and I have talked about it in the past, that they have not made the playoffs in back-to-back years in a long time. The last time that happened was actually 06 to 07. So they haven't had sustained success. At least that's something that we have noted in the past. However, having said that, the last three years, winning record every single year, 13-3 and in 16, in 17, 9-7, and 10-6 last year. I got them as a wild card team. Okay, fair enough. What's the over-under on them this year? Their over-under is, that's a good question, nine. Nine. Okay, I'm going over. Going over for them. Yeah, yeah I would too. They won 10 games a year ago. I think this holdout ends up going into the season. I think they win nine games. Okay. okay. Yeah, the thing cool. is, is, truthfully, I have a tough time picking wildcard teams that I like more than them in the NFC because the next team we're going to talk about, I think we're all going to collectively pick as the NFC East favorite. And so if I look outside of that, I don't know how many teams outside of this division that I really like uh, for a wild card. So I got them in the wild card. Okay. One quick note. Um, the I think because the division is struggling right now, in my opinion, um, and it's really just, it's a fight between the Cowboys and the Eagles. I think that's why both of them. I mean, I think that's honestly four wins for each of those teams. That won't be too much of a challenge. That's just my. I think they'll sweep the Giants. And I think they'll sweep the Redskins. Um, but I do have the Cowboys edging out the Eagles to win the NFC East. Just Ooh, a quick okay. note. Yeah. Yeah, you did mention eleven and five. So I guess. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah. Do we want to hop right into? Uh... Yeah. Let's talk about the Eagles and let's wrap this thing up. So the Eagles last year survived a Super Bowl hangover, where they had a rough first half, and they got hot with Folsey at the end of the season. 
and won a playoff game in a hangover season, which I think a lot of teams would take because in the last episode we were talking about the World Series hangover and those effects. Gotta like the Eagles. I also really like the addition of Jordan Howard. I really don't understand the Bears' need to just get rid of him, which uh, we'll talk about in the next episode. Uh, they they drafted a guy they really like. They signed Mike Davis, but I am excited because I think we're getting a lot of juice between the Philly and Chicago fans right now. Jordan, uh, I'm, I'm you just a, had the, been a part of that. <laughs> <laughs> we got. I mean, the Phillies just swept the Cubs, and that is could potentially be a wild card game. I don't think we're going to see the earlier in the season. We thought maybe that would be a matchup. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I think we got the Dodgers and the Braves are firmly holding those spots uh, for the, at least home field in the first round of the playoffs. So we're not going to see that in a seven game series or a five game series, but I think that could be a wild card. Potentially that could be a wild card game. That should be fun. You could go back to the Flyers and Blackhawks uh, competing in the Stanley Cup in 2010. And you had this Bears and Eagles thing last year, which was really, really getting juicy because you had the whole thing with Alshon Jeffrey riling up the Bears fans, talking mess about Chicago and how much he likes Philly more. And uh, then he got to celebrate on the Bears field at Soldier Field. So I think this rivalry, if they're, it's a newer rivalry, but I think these two cities are starting to clash a little bit. And I like it a lot. I think it's fun. Two passionate fan bases. Not to mention, now you got Jordan Howard going over the Eagles. Really interesting between these two teams, Jordan. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, I almost wish they were in the same division. <laughs> that would make it <laughs> even too. more fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think with everything going around and you know the whole Alshon Jeffrey thing from a year ago, then then Alshon ends up dropping the ball that ends up getting picked that ends yeah. the Eagles season. Now Bears fans go all over <laughs> that on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> look, Jack, I think top to bottom, I look, you know, I look at rosters. I look at depth, I don't see a depth chart top to bottom that, you know, where I clearly say is better than this one. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal, phenomenal team top to bottom. Um, Carson Wentz, obviously the big question with him with him is health. Um, but when he's on the field, he's proven to be, you know, as good as anyone. He was an MVP candidate, what, two years ago. Um, but then again, had, has had health issues, had health issues last year again, and Foles ends up winning another playoff game for him. Um, but they did make quietly a really nice signing, at least in my opinion, yesterday. They signed Josh McCown to a one-year deal to back up Carson Wentz. And I think... I'm not big on backup quarterbacks, and I really don't think it should be a very important thing at all. Um, you should count on your backup quarterback to be able to win a game, get, win two games, not have to win crucial, crucial games. But when it comes to the Eagles, with Carson Wentz, they've had to win crucial games. So I like McCown there just because he's better than the options they had. They had Cody Kessler and Nate Sudfeld. Uh, some Eagles fans are high on Setfeld, but he's going to be uh, suffered an injury in preseason. He's going to be out at least, I think, the first time. Hey, what about Clayton Thorson? I don't know much about him, Jack. I just know he's the last great. back on the depth chart. <laughs> <laughs> he's excellent. Okay, but well, maybe he'll The best the... quarterback in Northwestern history. Oh, there it is. I, I was like, how do you know this guy? 
<laughs> Northwestern. There's the connection. Um, okay, so potentially maybe he beats out Cody Kessler and gets that third quarterback job um, behind McCown. Um, but again, top of fifth round pick was he? Okay, this year is he a rookie? Yeah. Okay. Got yeah. It. Got it. Uh, so I th- I would think they're rostering him if they picked yeah, him in yeah, the they fifth round. Be. Must be, yeah. Um, but I love some some additions they made in the offseason. Jack, you touched on the Jordan Howard one. Love that. Think he's a great um, back to have at the top of your back depth chart. But I like that they complimented him as well with Miles Sanders. He's a rookie they just brought in. They drafted. Uh, he's a really quick type guy. I could see Miles Sanders ending up being the starter here. And then Howard kind of being just in the support role. Jordan Howard has kind of got a tough edge of the stick because it seems like he should have had a lot more touches than he potentially did in Chicago. But he was kind of splitting consistently with Cohen. Um, And I see that same type of thing happening at least towards the middle to end of this season with Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard. Sanders is impressed in preseason. Loved bringing the Deshaun Jackson move back. I think this gives a great deep ball threat to Carson Wentz. And apart from that, I think the best thing about Deshaun, too, is he's a guy you always have to account for on the field. You see a lot of these teams who have a great wide receiver one, and then, you know, their wide receiver two isn't nearly as of a threat. Deshaun's a guy as a wide receiver two that you have to worry about every single time he's on the field. I love that uh, pickup, and I love love it, too, because Wentz can throw a good deep ball. So I think Deshaun has a good season back in Philly. Um they have probably the best two tight end tandem in the league in terms of Zach Ertz and Dallas Goder. Go- uh, I think that's how you say his last name. Um, look, Ertz is a top three tight end in the league and has been the past couple of years, but Goder is one to really, really look out for. He'll, overta- he'll end up being Ertz's replacement probably in a year or two. Everybody knows their offensive line that includes Peters and Johnson. That's been really good. Jason Kelsey as well. And then just on the defensive side of the ball, they made some really, they made one really, really good upgrade. I liked this was already a good defensive line. They added Malik Jackson from Jacksonville. Um, I know all about him. He's on the back end of his career, but he has proven to be really, really effective when he's alongside certain types of talent. Calais Campbell was really good with him in Jacksonville, and I think Fletcher Cox next to him. That's a really, really tough tandem on the defensive line. They probably have, I would bet, a top three, top five rated defensive line heading into this season. Again, guys, I don't see many weaknesses on this roster. I think it's great top to bottom, Um, and I have them winning the division. I like them at 12-4, and and if if Wentz stays healthy, I really could see this team going 13-3. and They are at, for a win total, 10.5, so that seems like a pretty safe bet on your end. Um, (laughs) Chase, let's hear the counter-argument, because you're higher on the Cowboys. Where do you fit the Eagles into this? Do you have them in the wild card? What are your thoughts? Yeah, so I do have the Eagles taking the wild card around 10-6, and probably. Uh, I think the the Cowboys edge them out by a game, but I think... So I have the Eagles at 10-6, and um... So here's my statement. I do agree that defense, the front seven, honestly, for their defense is probably one of the best in the NFL. I mean, if not top five. I mean, their linebackers, their defensive line is they're phenomenal. They struggle in the secondary. I think their best, um, their best secondary player is Ronald Darby. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know him because he played for the Bills for a little bit. Um, he's he's good, but he's nothing. He's. I think they'll have trouble covering number one guys or teams that have. Teams like, say they play the Falcons and has they got Ridley to worry about. They have Julio Jones. They're going to struggle 
in coverage, in my opinion. Um, and hey, this is a passing league now. The NFL, <laughs> these quarterbacks sling the rock, and if you can't stop the pass, it's going to be hard to stop the other team from putting up a mass amount of points. But on paper, this offense looks phenomenal. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Nelson Aguilar, who I think is in his third or fourth year, he was a he, people were huge on him coming into his rookie season. He struggled. Um, with ball, I don't know if he struggled catching the football. To be honest, yeah. he's dropped yeah, a ton of yep. yeah, yep. He's dropped a ton of passes, whether it's leading to interceptions or not. And and I, I, that's a serious issue. If you're a receiver, you have to catch the ball. Um, Zach Ertz is a I love Zach Ertz. I mean, there's nothing bad to say about him. This offensive line is great, but Carson Wentz is my question mark um, for this Eagles team. He played 11 games last year before he um, I think he left the season with back injury, back spasms. He had a five and six record um, in last year's season. Um, I think he's an elite quarterback. I think he is plagued by injuries. And I think that, I mean, who would they bring in? They just signed a backup quarterback. McCown, Josh McCown. I thought he was going to retire, by the way. He, he, yeah. he retired to spend more time with his family. Three months later, he's back <laughs> on the Eagles. You know what that means? His family yeah, got so the, sick of him. They're like, yeah, or he got sick of his family, vice versa. <laughs> I think it's. I think they're like, Dad, you don't have to drive me to school every day. I can take the bus. <laughs> um. So yeah, I think Carson Wentz is a big, a big question mark for this team. I agree. He he coming in the league. He was an elite quarterback. He suffered suffered an ACL tear and an LCL tear last year. Had the back issues. I mean, this is a guy who has been pretty seriously banged up and. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year, even coming off his ACL injury, five and six—that's not—that's nothing impressive. They had a good team last year. They had almost the same defense. They had—they uh, had Aglor. They had threats on the, uh, the offense. They had pretty much the same offensive line. And I mean, he put up five five wins in eleven games. I'm not huge on Carson Wentz this year. A lot of people are huge on him. I think he will be the reason. If I mean, that's this is—I think this is a hot take, but I think he will be the reason that they. Uh, they aren't as elite as people think they will be. Um, I still have them. I mean, he's a great quarterback. I have them winning 10 games. But I think with a healthy, like with 2017 Carson Wentz, they win 13 games with this roster. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I like the team. He's surrounded by a bunch of good players, surrounded by a great defensive front. I think they struggle in the secondary, and I think Carson Wentz is going to struggle. Not struggle, but... I mean, I hope he avoids injuries, but I don't think he's going to be as hot as he was when he was healthy. So, healthy. Chase, I actually don't think that is too hot of a take because he struggled a little bit last year when he was healthy. The team did not Boys, play very well. Let me hop in. So We need to define yeah. struggling uh, because while the team was 5-6, and six, he was I mean, he was playing at a pretty dang good level. He had 21 touchdowns and 7 picks. He was well on his way to another 4,000-yard yeah. or 4,000-yard season. Um well, I do think, yeah, yeah I think uh, he maybe in terms of producing the wins wasn't there last year. But I think in terms of the eye test and, and the numbers test especially, um, Wentz did produce at a pretty decent level, at least a top you know, 15-ish level in terms of quarterbacks last year before he got hurt. Well, I, I think the concerns are fair. Um, so I respect Chase's opinion. I do think there is a little bit of a mystery element to him because – he, what, he has been injured. You don't know how many games he's going to play. So I do think there is a little... You could be a little cautious with this team. Now, I I think you guys are both right because you're basically agreeing in that if Carson Wentz is playing at the level 
and he's healthy of what he played at two years ago, then this team's a slam dunk to win the division. Yeah. Is and the over under on this team's ten and a half, right, Jack? Uh, I am seeing here ten and a half. That is correct. Okay. So that kind of says there that you know Vegas is a little worried about Wentz's health as well. If this is a quarterback that's played 16 games each of the last two years with this roster, I would bet that would be at least 11 and a half. Well, the only the highest total I have on here is 11 and a half with the Patriots. So okay. 10 and a half isn't that isn't crazy. Okay. Okay. We you and I both have the, uh, the over Jordan Chase. How many wins for the Eagles? So 10 flat for me. So I'm going under. I'm going to take the under. Okay. All right, I, and I like that. I like the over under at ten and a half. I think that's a really good over under for this team. I, yeah, I think um, if Carson Wentz does go down, I think the under is going to become. I mean, I think it, they're guaranteed to go under if Carson Wentz goes down early. I mean, if they just have. If he I, has to miss more than three games, I would agree. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, division. Such a big question mark, just because we haven't seen him play since week eleven last year. Yeah. Um, I mean, coming off back injury, so now it's his ace, it's his knee, it's his back. Those are two pretty important parts as a, as a. I mean, yeah. It, it, there's just a question mark for me, and yeah, I, he's a phenomenal quarterback, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm questioning it. We'll see. So this is a division that last year, ten and six, won it. So I think that is possible again. You could have ten, and, you could have two teams go ten and six. And one team owning the tiebreaker, that would not surprise me if that's what happens in this division. In fact, that's what I think is going to happen. I'll go, actually, I'll go (laughs) under. I'll say 10. (laughs) But they're going to win the division. They're going to have the tiebreaker over Dallas. It's a very specific prediction. (laughs) It's very specific. Jack, if you hit on that, you need to go to Vegas the next day. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think we're done here. Uh, Let's say goodbye to Chase. And then, Jordan, you and I are going to just uh, tell people what they can expect in the next episode. So, Chase, it was great having you here. This is a lot of fun. You're going to have to come back sometime, talk some football, talk some baseball. Uh, you're pretty pumped about the season, yes? Oh, super excited. I mean, as a Bills fan, I'm always pumped um, because that optimism is always there. Um, <laughs> but this season, I think there's a serious case for uh, for this excitement. Uh, defense looks rate um josh allen's in the second year i'm a big josh allen guy we have some weapons so i'm excited i mean nonetheless i'm excited for the nfl season in general i think there's a lot of yeah. teams that this this year there's a lot of teams that could come out of nowhere and uh make some noise it's a very competitive league i think this year with a few three or four teams being at the bottom pretty like just losing every game <laughs> all offense but um <laughs> um but i think that uh it's gonna be a good season. I can't wait, and I I'm super excited to listen to the rest of the broadcasts or less <laughs> the podcasts um, predictions about the uh, the other leagues. I'm I'm excited to see how Jordan puts his uh, Jaguars, but I'll I'll keep <laughs> tuning in for those. But I really appreciate being here and you having me yeah. be part of this. This was great. Do you want to drop a quick Super Bowl prediction because we won't you won't get a chance to no pressure that pick. Oh my gosh, this is this is serious, huh? Okay. Super Bowl prediction this year. This is tough. Okay, we're going to go. I mean, from the AFC side, I have the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I think that their talent just speaks for itself. Um, so, yeah. <sighs> Kansas City Chiefs. Do I dare go? Hmm, this is tough. This yeah. Is really tough. tough. Um, you know what? 
here we go. I'm gonna go Dallas Cowboys and the Los Angeles, and I mean, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Who's winning? Yeah, Kansas City Chiefs are gonna be your Super Bowl champions All right. this year. Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes yeah, is Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes your is regular season MVP. He is my regular season MVP, yes. All right. And lastly, Ace, anything you want to plug or promote while you're here, social media, handles, anything of that nature? <laughs> uh, nothing I want to promote. Just uh, I, uh, if you know if any of these big-time NFL guys are listening, players, you know, stop holding out. Come on. <laughs> take, take your millions of dollars and play because it makes it more enjoyable for us fans. <laughs> there we go. Well, thank you so much, Chase. You did a great job. This is a lot of fun. We'll have to do it again. Yeah. Thanks, guys. See you later. Well, that's it for our conversation with Chase BB. Jordan, that was a lot of fun. He he was a great guest. Yeah, we need to have Chase back. Yeah. That was a ton of fun. I'd love to see him as as the NFL season progresses. Yeah. We, we need to look back on the Bills with Chase. <laughs> that, that would be a fun <laughs> one. Maybe like right in uh, January, like or maybe yeah. after sometime after the Super Bowl. Just to have like a guy come on and reflect on his team season, that could be a fun episode. Yeah, that would be no doubt entertaining. <laughs> so knowledgeable about yeah, <laughs> and really honestly, Chase and Preston, he was knowledgeable about the entire league. Really well, really well job or job well done by Chase. Yeah, he did a great job. So, are you excited to get into the North Division sometime later this week? Yeah, can't wait. Those uh. I think, and specifically the NFC North, Jack, we always have a ton of fun talking about, um, just because we all connect with the Bears fans, even though neither of us like yeah, the Bears. Yeah, regionally Touch- where we live, too. Yeah, and we, both, yes, exactly. Both North divisions are where we live. It's the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So it makes, yeah, it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the discussion we have between the NFC North, because I know how you feel about the teams and our guests. Who's our guest for the North? CJ Revis, he co-hosted the episode on the great backyard baseball computer game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes. Is he a Bears fan? He is a Bengals fan. Bengals fan, okay. All right. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, it was really important to have someone who was not a Bears, Packers, or Vikings fan because each one of those guys was going to be pumping up their team. So I told Evan <laughs> he couldn't do this one. He wanted to. Uh, Fair enough. As a Packers fan, yeah, um, I want someone unbiased, and I think a Bengals fan, CJ, uh, just finished law school, very bright guy, and just uh, took the bar, actually, as well. I don't know if he wants me to tell people that, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but very bright yeah, guy. I, I want to hear him hype up. I want to hear him hype up the Bengals. Well, that, what I was gonna say is, I think it'll be good because Bengals fans are realistic, and that, that, is, yeah, lo- that is that is true. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, we either gotta so get than other fan bases. <laughs> we either gotta get a Bengals fan on here or a Lions fan. It that it's got to be one of those two. <laughs> those are the two. Uh, I don't want to call them bottom dwellers, but <laughs> <laughs> well, that may be how it looks. They've tortured for a long time. They, they don't have, have unreasonable yes. expectations now. Both those teams could end up being pretty good this year. It'll be fun to get into that with CJ. He's a lot of fun. He's a fun guy. For sure. Looking forward to it, Jack. Okay, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Jordan, let's do a couple of quick announcements, and we'll say goodbye to everyone. Thank you so much to everyone who listened to this podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Fun little fact, Jordan, is... The people who subscribe get the episodes 
before everyone else because it takes a little while to upload to iTunes, but the subscribers get it almost immediately. Did you know that? I did not, but it sounds like everybody needs to subscribe. Yeah. <laughs> get ahead uh, of the game. <laughs> Social media, you guys can tweet me at the Jack Vita. Uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts. Jordan, I know you're very active on Twitter as well. Yep, Real J Morandini. Yeah. Is the app there? Follow and tweet us and let us know your thoughts on this episode, who you got in these divisions, what you think we should talk about in the next episode about the North. Should be a lot of fun. So thank you, everyone, to listening for listening. Uh, any parting words, Jordan? Uh, nothing apart from looking forward to the division-by-division division podcast we do, Jack. What do we have, three more now? Looking forward yep. to all three of them. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. All right, that's it for our show today, guys. Have a great week. Uh, enjoy the warm weather while it's still here. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs>